0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I'm, I really like this film. I think Goodfellas and a casino are my two favourite, but this is this is reasonably high up for me.
1: The F-bomb features 185 times, apparently.
0: What, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just would like to go through the nicknames that Lefty has, also known as sure. Benjamin Ruggiero, a.k.a. Lefty, a.k.a. Lefty Guns, a.k.a. Lefty Two Guns, a.k.a. Halfcock, a.k.a. Horsecock. <laughs> I also
1: have this in my notes. <laughs> it's a bit like they kind of like got the scraps from like all of the other good oh. gangster <laughs> films. and, and yeah, like... they
2: mush them together. Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of Flix watcher Podcast. We're joined by Sam. Hello. And Ben. Hi, Hayden. And Helen. Hello. And we're gonna be talking about Donny Brasco.
1: Thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills.
2: Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us.
1: And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter
2: at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram
1: at FlixWatcher. Hello, film fans. Welcome to FlixWatcher podcast. Joining us remotely today, we have Sam and Ben. If you would like to say hello and tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please.
0: Uh, yeah, we are two brothers who um, talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and drink beer while we're doing it and have a word of a time. Yes, we certainly do. We've spoken about the Red Hot Chili Peppers now for a, oh, nearly two years, haven't we? And- yeah, May last year we started, uh, we watched a, a live show and thought, um, yeah, we can we can probably talk about the chilies. We've been, Sam, you've introduced me to to the band... Oh, when we were in Spain in about 1997, didn't you? Yeah, we don't know age ourselves, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. So uh, I was only two. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah,
0: yeah it's, exactly. Uh, so
2: 1997, what album was out? It was Who One was Hot uh, One Hot one, Minute, minute. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It, maybe it was 90, yeah, it was just after One Hot Minute came out in '95. 90. Yes, I mean it wasn't necessarily One Hot Minute that got us into the Chilis, but that was the it's the, the sort latest of the, album. Their, their wilderness yeah. years, wasn't it?
1: When they yeah, didn't
0: yeah. really so do it anything. Was a, it was a little bit, yeah, and. Um, but obviously, they you know, having listened to one hot minute and thoroughly enjoyed it, things only got better. Well, you also but. then. Uh, I remember being at, at secondary school, and when I was into things like extreme and Guns and Roses, and things, um, people were playing
2: yes. uh, Blood Sugar, Blood yeah. Sugar Sex Magic yeah, yeah, mm. at the
0: time, and it, it kind of passed me by at the time until uh, until Sam got. Well, until luckily, yeah, I, I stepped in, so uh,
2: yeah, and we've never looked back. So I've got a, it does beg the question: which is your favourite Chili Peppers album? Well it is Well so. it doesn't for me it's a
0: fairly straightforward choice. Blood sugar sex magic.
2: Mm. And yeah. for me
0: it, it changes between blood sugar and by the way, depending on whether I'm feeling funky it's or close. moody.
2: It is close. Yeah, but. Yeah. I mean I think we're we're typically talking blood sugar, californication, and by the way as as the as the pinnacles, aren't they? I, yeah, yeah, I think it's so. Yeah. Or or Prashanti lead. Um well not lead, but no, but obviously
0: it's an exciting time because he's back, back in the mm. fold. Um, Covid obviously has stepped in and got in the way a little bit. But um, yeah, January was very exciting for us and and for everyone that, you know, listens to the Chilis. So yeah, it's it's a good time to be doing a Chilis podcast, that's for sure.
2: But he was, for wasn't on, on Stadium Arcade, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I yeah. mean, that's, I mean... I found it very boring. The whole album. I think it was I'd a long one, it wasn't
0: once, it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we um, when we we went through it song by song, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it there took a, a lot song of song. chaff amongst the wheat, and we actually um, condensed it down to one to one oh, album. Yeah, and when you do that, you've got one really uh, great uh, album. A uh, uh, corker. Yeah, yeah. What they released was individual. yeah. Well, it was it was too much, but I've always defended it. I'd rather have all of that and be able to make my own choices about what I listen to and. But you have always been an advocate of the one the one one album. album. That's why you know I'm a big jr yeah. fan as well and they didn't need to release two years' Illusion albums. There's one great mm. album there. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
2: There's only there's only one good double album in my books, and that is Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. So I know people are white album fans and mm. Stadium Arcadium and um Bullet with Butterfly Wings I just like just get pick your ten... 12 best songs yeah and put it together they in my experience most double albums are 50 yeah.
0: percent <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Well, the, the story
1: yeah. of the clash is a double album even though it's a compilation album so i count that as being my favorite <laughs> double album because everyone's a, a banger so but not strictly one that they made as a double album but it is two but CDs
2: it's together it's in it's in, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, in. it's fine <laughs> okay, we're here talking about uh, films today, and the t- choice was from you guys was Donnie Brasco, which is your choice, Sam. Yes, indeed, yeah. Can you uh, tell us, first of all, why you chose it, and give us a synopsis in one minute or less?
0: Yes, well, I chose it, I, I always look back on Donnie Brasco, it came out in 97, and it was the sort of time when I was really getting into films a bit more seriously, and I watched it then, and I always think back on it as being a great film, so when it, I was given the chance to choose something, it sort of stood out. Um, it loosely tells base, is based on the true story of FBI agent Joseph Pistone, who, using the alias Donnie Brasco, infiltrated the Banana crime family in the 1970s. It follows uh, and tells the story of how he did it, focuses on his relationships inside and outside of the mob, and the consequences that that had on his life so yeah that's that's the the premise i'd use the term loosely fairly loosely <laughs> fairly loosely. <laughs> yeah
1: apparently it's 85 percent accurate according to stoney he said that's what he said who knows which bits well that's and what that's about the bad. other bits
0: it's, that's good it's not often you get a percentage of a true story <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's helpful thank you joe so uh, I wonder how, mu- how accurate it has to be for them to be able to put, you know, this is, this is well, it does say based doesn't it, on a true story. So it doesn't say it is a true story. I think one of the things as well is how, mu- how much of a liberty can you take before you lose an audience who might know about the drive of the actual true story? I think, Cody well, yeah. have spoken about that before. If it, how much, yeah, do you need to have the basis of the true story? Mm-hmm. Like how much you can elaborate? How many characters can you condense and down into one? Mm-hmm. I
1: think, and, I, I think I, it I, works there. I'm definitely more than Kobe, the person who get, gets offended by made-up bits put in. But um, I, I, I didn't go that far into this one in finding out which bits were true and which bits weren't, but I kind of hope that he did have a pet lion. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here's a question then. Is it, uh, sorry, is it a pet when it's enforced on you? I don't know, <laughs> no, that... <laughs> it's a white elephant when
0: it's enforced on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, the question is, um, having watched a film and not having looked that much into it, do you think Lefty it was killed at the end of the film, or he survived after the film?
2: Ah, uh, well, I, you know, if, if the mafia are as gun happy and kill happy as they're made out to be in real life, then he's, he's a dead, he's a dead man, isn't he? But then, the thing about like Goodfellas, which is also based on a true story, is like Henry Hill seems to not be in hiding anywhere, and people, and, you know, people yeah, know they who never he came is. after him. He goes to yeah. premieres yeah. and stuff like that. So, so I kind of wonder how much. Whether he's true or not, I, I don't know. Do you have an answer or do you have a thought? Yeah, I
0: think this film heavily implies that Lefty is killed. Well, I was staggered yesterday when you <laughs> told me he was still alive. Oh, he wasn't. <laughs> he killed. died in 1994. <laughs> or <something>.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> died in prison or died after being in prison or something. Didn't he, he was in
0: prison for 11 yeah. years. And uh, I mean, in the film, so yep. that lovely scene where he's putting all his stuff there for his, for his wife and he's putting it all in that little finger drawer that he's got that he has mm. to open with his finger. And then it cuts to black and there's a gunshot. Well, I'm now wondering whether he was just putting all that stuff away, and, and he didn't. When he left the flat, he went to. He just
2: walked to prison. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> so, what you did, when you said we found out who died after 11 years in prison, does it say what happened? Did he just go to the police and hand himself in, or did he?
0: Oh, no, I think he was um, taken. I think he was indicted. Oh, I think they had enough
1: evidence, right. didn't they?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Based on the work of Joe of, of, uh, of Yeah, yeah. But, and but he, he, was, he certainly railed against uh, Joe Pistone afterwards.
2: Was was he indicted before, or after he had to go and he was called in? Though that's the question, because mm, you can be sure. indicted, but you can see your see mm. your um your other family before they please catch up with you.
0: I'll be honest; I'm not entirely sure what indicted means. So
2: <laughs> neither do I. So anyway, so let's talk about <laughs> in terms of mafia films. This is a bit um, well. I'm going to throw it to you guys before I, before I get my opinion. But um, Sam, you said. You remember it being a good film. So, what that insinuates that something's changed? Well, yes. I think
0: having watched it in leading up to this, I not that I didn't, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I was a little bit surprised about how easy it was for uh, Donnie <laughs> Brasco to infiltrate the mafia. Um, he essentially just sat at the bar and looked, glanced over at Al Pacino a couple of times, and then he was in but um that so that was a little bit you know I, I, I think they could have done more with that i think it does a really good job of telling the story of what happened after that and how um you know he was affected and his his life sort of unraveled uh, his personal life but uh, yeah i i was surprised that he got in quite as easy i think George. that little quite nicely done actually because it establishes that lefty is in ga- has gambling debts he needs something mm-hmm. to lay off and so uh, they have a jeweller there who's exactly what he needs at that time. Yeah. He's done a yeah. ge- gemology course for the FBI. But that... No. I mean, imagine if, if he'd it, got
2: that wrong, then he would, it, you know... Well, is it fugazi or is it not a fugazi?
0: Mm,
2: I knows. don't think it was. I, 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 I like to think it's a real one, but he uh, obviously knew he had a way in just by extending the conversation. Hmm. Because if it was a real one, he would have gone and fenced it and got the money back. And there you go, mate. Yeah, but exactly. I think
0: it's a super scene. When he's and then the obviously, first. he just beat up the club owner to distract
2: everybody. And that, yeah. was, that was job done. Yeah, but what? Job done. Job done. In, in the first conversation, as the story is told on, on in the film, he managed to get a Porsche out of it within about a couple of hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, that might be a, a way in. It might be an official rule. To, you know, if you get me a Porsche, then you. One step to get made. It's like right. ma- mafia policy and procedures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does kind of lay it out, doesn't he, for him? He
0: says, you know, if they say this it means X, and if they say this, it means Y. And then as the film unra un- you know, progresses, those things are done and you think, oh, okay, yeah, you know. He- it's on the mafia well, it, intranet.
2: I think I think that was my biggest this is the first time I've seen it, and that was my biggest thing I was kind of like face palming about because it, it seemed like it he was Came from the, the the point of view where no one has ever seen the mafia film before, and Al Pacino has never been in the mafia film. But if you if Al Pacino is in a film, ninety nine percent of the time it's a mafia film, <laughs> in, you know, in, in the nineties. And you're yes. just kind of thinking, who are you telling this to? Because it makes no sense. It makes no, they know Joe Pistone, Donnie Brasco knows this. The audience knows this. Yeah, you don't need to go label all these points. That, I thought was a bit yes pathetic at the start with that kind of stuff but i don't know.
1: so it's kind of interesting you'd not seen it before so was there a reason why you hadn't seen it seen as it's been around for 1997
2: just it'd never been uh that never been available to me to watch i hadn't really sought it out the fact that it came out in 97 surprised me because it, it was well within the realms of me going to the video store and buy and renting out and, and watching it so it probably just fell out of my radar, or something that wasn't that that interesting. Yeah, because yeah. um,
1: this is the second time. So I have seen it before. Um, mm. I couldn't really remember much about it, other than that I'd seen it. And I, I think what surprised me the most about it is quite how pedestrian it is. We've mentioned mm. Goodfellas; it's no Goodfellas. And no, that's that's fair. I kind of, I think this would probably like peak depth. Whereas like anything now that Johnny Depp releases just makes me feel a little bit sick. So when I was watching it, I was a bit like, "Oh, yeah." And I, when, you uh, say,
2: when you say Pete Depp, does that mean as in he's really good in this, or this is at the height of his powers? I think it was his yeah. height.
1: I think yeah. after this, it you know this was obviously before the pirate stuff, and then anything after that is just dog shite, really. And
0: well, Pirates one was very good, I thought. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Pirates one, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the ones after that. And I, yeah. I, I, I wonder Sorry. if it's
1: slightly something that's down down to the fact that you know it's Mike Newell directing it, who is not really that kind of flashy.
2: Yeah. So what, what else is Mike Newell? What else? Other films is he directed to?
1: Four weddings give and a funeral, Pushing Tin. The two oh, that Pushington. I've seen, and then yeah. he he's also directed a Harry Potter one, The Goblet of Fire, which I haven't seen, okay. so I don't know if that's a particularly good one in the in the Potter canon.
0: I've never seen a Harry Potter film nor read a Harry Potter book. What about you, Sam? No, the, uh, the same. But I do agree that it's, it It seems like a fairly left-field film for someone like Mike Newell to do based on mm. the other films that he's done. And it, I, I also agree that it is fairly pedestrian and you do have to stick with it. I, I think that it does... it. I did find it enjoyable and fairly rewarding by the end, but... Yeah, there were times when I was having to stop myself picking my phone up and oh, you know looking on. at Twitter, that kind of thing. I was going to lean into the engagement yeah. score there. <laughs> yes, yes. I think he's done other character studies, though. Mike Newell. Pushing Tin is essentially... That was one of the first DVD I ever bought. I bought it from an off-license. Uh, Unwind's gone now. Is that a
2: John, John Cusack film?
0: Yeah, and, um, and Billy,
1: Billy Bob.
2: Bob. yeah, Before
1: yeah. he went a bit mad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is this a thing? Mike Newell turns people mad. Was Hold on. Hugh, 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 Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Uh, um, in Four Weddings what's the name Hugh, oh, Grant. Exactly. Yeah. Hugh Grant yeah it before be much before better that yeah, yeah much better film My, would York have been Hugh Chan mad. maybe he's the one that's uh, maybe he's the one that's got to J.K. Rowling anyway
0: um... <laughs> <laughs> you pushed him in to push Hugh Grant into Divine's arms yeah,
2: exactly
1: <laughs> so you mentioned about how easy it was for him to kind of um, get into the Mafia so it got me thinking about another um, good Scorsese film The Departed where yes. there's obviously like obviously no spoilers, but kind of like the double undercover thing and they go to quite a lot of lengths in that film to kind of check that the new guy isn't like an undercover mm. cop. Whereas yes. in this film, no one's like, Hey new guy, who are you? Like it's okay. These I know, strange it's okay. things keep happening, like it could be you.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's okay. like none I'll, of that. No, no, exactly. Gino. Uh, Lefty does check with uh, he checks with the, up, a, 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 a he a with the other two the barber, guys yeah. he says yeah who's here oh he checks with the barber but he also checks with the other two you know who's here, oh he's the jeweller he's fine. But they sit you, with him every day right. and they knew who he was so I, I don't understand how Lefty didn't know who he was he, as well. But yeah, that's true they're always <laughs> in the same place <laughs> yeah they go everywhere together
1: <laughs> And uh, should you be suspicious of anyone who doesn't want to take their shoes off?
0: Well I, so. I know yeah, yeah but I think that's actually a really well done part Of the film because just before that, you've got the the musical montage and it establishes then that he keeps his record his tape recorder in his boot, and then uh, the, pretty much the next scene after, that, he's he required to take his tape, <laughs> tape, recorder. <laughs> tape recorder. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but it well, you know, I was I haven't seen it for a few years, and you know, I was I was concerned at that point. If I was a, a mafia man. Yeah, if that's the correct terminology. If I was Sunny <laughs> really, Black, it is. I would check people who wore cowboy boots just for that purpose. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah. Uh, but I think uh, it's a good scene, and he he got out of it fairly. It's a hard about. scene to watch. I think it's a is a. Mm-hmm. Well, you say that it is, but th- this is an eighteen. Is it? And, uh, yeah, yeah, and there's oh, nothing surprise. in it. Yeah, exactly. I was as well because there's really nothing in there to make it an eighteen. I don't think.
2: Yeah, but, I think you go you go and chop into a guy's leg. Uh, well, he's, he's got his he's boot his on. Boot yeah. well. he, he does keep his boot on, <laughs> but it's still grim. Like... Yeah, <laughs> he could have taken that boot off. We've established he likes cowboy boots. Yeah, <laughs> he could have kept that boot. <laughs> Sunny reds boots. Well, do you think? I mean, there are some. It's quite a pedestrian, but there are some scenes of violence, I guess, which, which perhaps amps it up to an eighteen, at least in nineteen ninety seven terms. Maybe yeah, be think. reconfigured to. Yeah, in fact, that Netflix has only recently started using those. Um, Certification something because it used to be like Mature Plus or something. It seems that now they're using the same as the BBC, BBFC mm. as their as their Casper, as their Casper- it, it's, a fif- the it's a fifteen if it's released nowadays, Then
0: that's top you know, top end. Right, There's right, a lot right. of swearing, but
1: the f bomb features 185 times. Apparently,
2: what, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> that features 28 times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> forget about it. Um, was that yeah. the fi- Was that was this the film that? Were, so there was a period, and yes, Helen asked me about like what, what was my understanding of Donna Brasco at the time. But there was a period when lots of people were saying forget about it. But I just thought that was from other mafia movies. But in this time, literally every sentence yeah. to the to exhaustion. <laughs> oh, and well, and of course they
0: the... they do dedicate a scene to it as well. So
2: yeah, well with, with Paul Giamatti. Yeah, 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 I love that scene. Yeah, well, well that that clears hey. it up. I think you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's Let's forget about it. It's like, <laughs> come on, mate. Come on. Paul's a little cleverer than this. It's <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah. Well, I think that was the, that was probably the earliest I've seen Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. and, and also good to see Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, for we'll talk about Tim Blake Nelson in a different episode, um, maybe. But I quite like seeing character actors where they were. They didn't have any kind of um, notoriety or fame around them. It's, it's, it's always good going back and seeing them for the first time and Go, oh, that's where they started. That's good. That's mm. cool. Tim is
0: very smiley in this film. I quite like that. A bit too much. Know? Yeah. He's very, he should be knackered <laughs> He's <for> the job <laughs> he's done. He shouldn't be that cheerful. But they do him with Budweiser, don't they? And it phones up and Giamatti opens it. We, you know, it's one of the bears. Do not throw me a can of beer. <laughs> well <Wow>, that's <laughs> true but actually i was listening to the truman show episode leading up to mm. this and of course he popped up in that as well so yeah he was kind of in a lot of really good films around this this time and establishing and- himself so
1: yeah so this is truman so i think the first thing i saw him in was private parts but i can't remember what year that came out ah,
0: pig vomit yeah. yeah yeah that
2: was i think it was the same year as this yeah possibly it's private parts the um shop Chock. Um, yeah, the Howard Stern. Howard movie. Stern. Howard oh, Stern. Yeah, okay. okay. But yeah, the, uh, yeah,
1: he's he's pig vomit in it, which is very unfortunate because obviously every film that I saw after it with him <laughs> in, I just used to yell, "It's pig vomit." <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure he probably got that when people you would like see him in the street and you know casting directors and everything. Yeah. Hey,
2: pig vomit. So, what do you reckon about the main cast then? Because I think this is another kind of one of my book bears. Like Bruno Kirby was it? Was it supposed to be Joe Pesci and? was that who they tried to pe- they try did try to get, get Pesci okay well there you go and so I was just like Bruno Kirby's a bit cuddly even though I mean Pesci's not it's not a big guy but he still has that kind of presence where mm, you're it. kind of scared of him yeah. and Bruno Kirby just doesn't have that um, Michael Madsen was like is it really? it's, kind of, it's
1: kind of like oh it's it's, it's kind Mr Blond like yeah <laughs> it's a bit like they kind of like got the scraps from like all of the other good oh.
2: gangster films
1: and <laughs> good like undercover cop films, and yeah, they've like mushed them
0: together and yeah. managed to throw together a, a reasonable film. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. You know, well, apparently Johnny right. Depp
1: was cast because like he kind of looks Italian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is is Matt an Italian as well? I don't think oh, so. I think, I think he's just got dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> So it was just it was pretty much on the on the back of Al Pacino as, as the gangster, and, and I don't I didn't buy Johnny Depp in it. Like I said, Madsen, no, no. Bruno no. Kirby, no. no. All the, <laughs> this is <the> <laughs> the yeah. what, what
1: about what about Anne Hesh? Or what how do you pronounce the name? Is it? Is oh yeah, it, that's, how
0: it, I, that's how I. That's how no, I. said it. it yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I was going to say the same thing if I said it first. So. But yeah, yeah. I, I think she's. You know, I think she did a, a pretty good job actually. Uh, you know I think she's fine it's, un- it's, I think it's something that you could have built up more that's an yeah. interesting that's an interesting story about how mm. life undercover in the FBI affects your, your home life and your personal life oh yeah but if, they, I mean, I mean, if they'd made a film about that you'd have been like this oh, is make, a ridiculous yeah. film why isn't it more about what was going on when no, he I, like, I, I want to see how she how she <laughs> arranges the cupboards <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah what was
1: that serial thing
0: yeah, did we get to the a,
1: bottom of that
0: well
2: it's not explored enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sequel, don't <laughs> the sequel, Brasco. Yeah, but I think I mean, the, the Sopranos came around out around this kind of time as well, didn't it? And that came from a different angle of um, the family life, as in your your wife and kids, and also the family life is in your the mafia family. So I think there is something in in that in terms of the. Um, the other, the other side of the undercover, because you always see the, I don't know, quote-unquote sexy side where they've got to infiltrate and they've got to learn, they might have to kill someone, but that's part of the course to to uh, get the indictment, uh, which we still don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> we'll look at <it> that <laughs> later. But I think there is something to that. And I think Anne Hesh's character was, she did okay. Yes. Um, but she was, she was always going to be the, the annoying partner who doesn't know what, is not allowed to know what's on the other side. And I thought that, that bit where she hit the, three, the $300,000 was a bit weird. That whole, um, that whole section is strange right. because he goes in, she's, she wants a divorce,
0: they're, they're struggling yeah. with the counselling. he goes in and hits her. And, mm. and you, you, I thought at that point, for the first time I saw it, I imagine, mm. that's probably the end of that marriage for sure. But then, you know, it's all fine moving forward. Maybe, I don't know if that's true or not, I, I
2: didn't look into it that deeply, but it's a funny arc. <laughs> What do you reckon Helen to Anne Hesh's uh, Mrs. Pistone?
1: Yeah, but she did kind of feel a little bit like a side character that it's, it's, it's definitely more kind of more on his relationship with um, Lefty. and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of odd because it doesn't really kind of explore that you know it kind of comes across that you know, Donnie's having quite a good time. He's quite enjoying this and he's kind mm. of really getting into it. And there's not r- really much internal conflict or kind of like, you know, I've just had to saw someone up. I feel really bad about no, it. It's just a bit like another day on the job
0: kind well, of thing. A, there's the part where it's his daughter's, there's a ceremony of some sort for his daughter. I'm not sure what it is. Confirmation. Yeah. And, um, mm. and the other people that say, oh, Donnie's got held up in snow. Like, but you can't... This has been years. Right?
2: And They never see him. <laughs>
0: where the hell do they think he is? Well, he's caught up in snow again. <laughs> oh, he's got another flat tyre.
2: Yes. Well, you know, where, wherever he is, the he's weather is here. terrible. <laughs> I would like to actually see the documentary about this, because it is... These kind of things do interest me, and I would like to know more about the undercover side of things and what, what you have to go through. Um, but I would have thought you could say, like, I know you... I work for the fbi so i've got to do a few things i can't tell you about and this will mean i'm away for like six months i'm sorry i'm not around i can't if i can't make it for christmas it, I, it's not because i don't want to be there it's because suddenly i ri- ri- literally cannot so i don't know so just she just naturally becomes like a shrill character and mm-hmm. that's that's unfortunate i think um I, I think there's ways to be to show conflict in relationship rather than saying why you, you were late for Christmas." And that kind of nonsense. Yes. Yeah. I think it does she does say
0: in, in the film that it was meant to be X number of months, like a couple mm. of months, and it's turned into it was only six months, it's turned into two yeah. years or something. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's, you're right, she does she like I said, it's a funny arc. It's a funny arc. She doesn't like him, she wants to divorce him, he hits her, and then he get they get a five hundred dollar check and everything's peachy keen again. <laughs>
2: Well, that's interesting because if he, you said um, Sam, that it was quite easy to infiltrate the FBI, to infiltrate the mafia. But if he's been sat at that bench for like eighteen months, that might be part of it. Well, yeah, exactly.
0: But you know, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen the thing is it's a two, it's over two hours already, this mm. film. So there really is no time to explain how it all happened, because otherwise it's going to be even more pedestrian. So they do. I guess they just had to get him in there and then, yeah. you know, get going. So yeah. But, yeah, he must, it must have taken a long time. I guess that's what we're, that's what they want us to pick up on as as the film wears on, I guess.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, guys, do you have anything else to say before we head to the scores? I just would like to go through the nicknames
0: that Lefty has, also known as sure. <laughs> when the guy is doing the typewriter report. Uh, Benjamin Ruggiero, Ruggiero, a.k.a. Lefty. Now, this is all quite pedestrian until we get to the last one. A.k.a. Lefty Guns. AKA lefty two guns, aka halfcock, aka horsecock. I also have this
1: in my notes. Where did that come that, from? What?
0: <laughs> They're all about guns. Even halfcock makes sense for a gun. Yeah. <laughs> why is he called I mean I, mean, I can imagine why it might be called a horsecock, but that is well, we don't, like. yeah, we just, I must <laughs> have been looking at my phone at that point.
1: It's a funny one for kind of to be around like the mafia boys. <laughs> or,
0: like, yeah, the exactly. FBI
1: to be on with that one, but yeah, I wrote that one down. I was like, eh?
0: <laughs> caught you right. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call him left anymore, <laughs> I'm just gonna call
2: him horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like one thing, one thing I did like about this in terms of Pacino because it was Pacino, um, not to 11 necessarily, but it was you know high up there on the scale. Um, but what I quite liked about it is that typically mafia films the the gangsters are portrayed of having like a big house and lots of money and they they're always living a life of luxury um but this one it seemed left it was very much down on his look or you know this 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 thing's playing into his mind he's got problems with his son he hasn't got much money or whatever money he has it kind of squats you know throws it away and the, the flat he lives in the apartment he lives in isn't that nice in any way shape or form so i thought that's quite an interesting take for someone who's quite high it was a maid man presumably I, th- mm. I think there's a lovely. There's a lovely bit where um,
0: he's, he's, he talks to Donny when they're first going down to the club, and he's talking about keeping your money in a roll, and you put the big notes on the outside, essentially. Mm. And then at the end, when he's putting everything in that little thing in that little drawer, he puts his yeah. roll in, and it's a five-dollar bill on the outside, and it just shows how far he's, you know, how far he has fallen and how much he owes. Yeah. The, the VIG is three hundred grand a week. But yeah, what, it's three, only red. three. Oh three grand, yeah, no, three grand. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the boat was three hundred grand. But... but throughout the entire film, Lefty is constantly trying to get, you know, get his get him as a as a gangster, he's trying to get in there and he constantly fails and eventually Johnny Depp's character is, is yeah, introduced and he's left in the background staring in and you yeah. know, you just get the feeling there. Combined with the flat and everything like that, he's just He's he's, on he's, yeah he is a bit of a loser yeah he's just yeah. not
1: a very good mob boss
0: no, no not at all so. it's
1: not really an. Ad- this one isn't really an advert for being a gangster whereas obviously goodfellas is sort of a little bit in that it's <laughs> quite exciting at the start and he at least gets like a good table at a restaurant whereas this is a bit like oh a bit hard work don't Smash really up, make that much
0: up money yeah it's just very sad is not it it just like, seems to be a constant struggle so yeah mm. I'm not, I, I was before I watched this I was thinking about a career change but now,
2: now I'm no. thinking about sticking to my day job okay with that let's head to the scores
0: Hello, I'm Sam Pei. And I'm Martin salt And we are the two hosts of a podcast called Song, Song by, by Song, Song, where we listen every week to a track by the musical artist Tom Waits. Uh, you might know him for his gravelly voice. <coughs> uh, very nice. His appearance in films, but also his multi-decade spanning career uh, involving blues, jazz and all sorts of other kinds of experimental music. So we're basically like a book club for Tom Waits,
2: and if that sounds like your cup of tea, you can find us at songbysongpodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts.
1: So welcome to the spreadsheet of dreams. All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish, and we will start with you, please, Sam, with your recommendability.
0: I thought it was going to be higher, but I, I think I'm going to go for a 3.8, just because, ben. yeah, it, it didn't inspire me as much as it used to. Ben, uh, I think for recommendability, I, mean, I really like this film, so I'm going to go for a four. I think it's a film I, I think most people, yeah, most people might enjoy. It's not for my mum or my grandma, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to go for a four, straight four. Helen.
1: I'm going to go a little bit lower, a 3.5. Um, I think it's definitely got its audience, but it's it's no good fellas for me.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to join Sam with exactly 3.8 as well. I think it's it's good I've seen it, um, but in the in the pantheon of, of gangster films and also TV series, including things like uh, the first few series like Boardwalk Empire, for example, it doesn't, it's not up to scratch, but it's still, you know, it's fun. Al Pacino is, on, is in good form i kind of just, you know, blow your eyes. At everything else that happened goes around it, I think. Um, cause it's an interesting take on the, on the gangster film. And also an interesting take on the kind of uh, the undercover side of things as well. Um, repeat viewing score, Sam. Again, I think I previously may have placed it higher. I'm going to go...
0: I don't think I'll... I won't be watching it again anytime soon, so I think it's going to be quite low. Maybe a 3.1. And I think that might be quite generous. So yeah, how how many times have you seen it over the years? Quite a lot. I mean, when it first, I remember I became a a serious DVD collector in the early two thousands, and this was one that I snapped up pretty quickly. And I used to, yeah, I used to think it was an absolute cracker, but you know, I guess so. Yeah, grown up a little bit, and now (laughs) (laughs) now it's it's just a three point one. So that's it, Ben. I I've. I think I've probably seen this five or six times. And um, I probably I, I will watch it again. I do enjoy it. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for 3.85.
2: <laughs> so, Ben, you've seen the most upness at the moment. What wh- which is your favorite uh gangster films or, wh- or which gangster films do you put ahead of this one? Well,
0: uh, Goodfellas and Casino are my two favorite gangster films. They're they're both masterpieces, and I actually prefer ca- Casino over Goodfellas. And this isn't what I like about this is it is as Helen said, it shows the the less glamorous side they're not in vegas they're not doing swanky walkthroughs to get to the front of the stage mm. um Horsecock, as i now call him <laughs> is a bit of a loser <laughs> um, yeah. he's down on his luck it's not much fun every even when he arranges the amazing like he arranges that lovely boat Well, he arranges yeah. it i mean uh, Donny does even when yeah. that happens the first thing that happens is he, he gets the uh, he gets pulled out from underneath uh, Yeah, it gets bypassed um and i yeah, I think Goodfellas and, and Casino are my two favourite, but this is this is reasonably high up for me. Mm. Helen.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a lot lower than you guys. I mean I'm I've definitely seen it once, but I've never ever wanted to go back to it, which is kinda of weird because um I've seen Goodfellas loads and casino as well. Casino is that funny one where it's amazing and yet it's sort of disappeared. It's not, it's never been on Netflix and it's never really had kind of the sort of revival that Goodfellas had. And out Mm. out of the two, quite a lot of people have never seen it or if they have, they only have like a a vague memory of it. So if someone said, do you want to watch Donnie Brasco or do you want to watch Casino? It'd be Casino.
0: It would be for (laughs) me as well. Mm.
1: I think I've got all I need from this. So I'm going to give it a one, sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna go for um two I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again, and I think it's one that, it's kind of one that I can watch without really having to pay much attention to it um and that's why it'll be on it'll be something that I just I need to do stuff in the in the lounge and it's good to have that kind of thing on and just laugh whenever they say, forget about it nah, forget about it, and you can't watch the film and not stand in front of me and go, Hey, forget about it
1: could make a drinking game
2: you could do absolutely i'm sure that I'm sure there are let's Google forget about it. Drinking game, um sorry Donnie Brasco drinking game. um I've never seen. You know, I can't remember. Well, I can't remember seeing. I must have seen bits of it, but it just hasn't landed in my head properly. And I think it's just because, again, with Donnie Brasco, it was like it came out and then I didn't get a DVD or didn't watch it straight away. And then you don't, you know, if you don't watch within a year, it kind of falls away. And as Helen said now, with the revival of other things, it just maybe hasn't appeared. On Amazon Prime or, or Netflix or wherever, it's kind so, of it's
1: disappeared. It's kind of a weird one, mm. isn't it? I wonder if there's some kind of like
2: uh, it's, yeah, it's conspiracy, it's worth about, it's licensing worth or something because
1: it's not even like available for rent on on Prime or anything like that. So it's, oh, it's not, yeah, really. it's a really mm. strange one, and I can't remember ever getting a DVD of it. And obviously, I had a DVD for Goodfellas, and I don't know, I don't know where it's gone. But um, Marty. If you're listening.
0: Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've definitely I've, got it on DVD. Yeah, I've got the double disc. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Cuz of course Goodfellas was famously one you Carble had to turn case, over, wasn't it? Yeah. cable case. Yes. To, so uh, I lent it to my sister and she and she'd never she seen it. And she she came back and said <laughs> I said what did you, what did you think of it? And She said, "Well, it didn't really make any sense." <laughs> That's <laughs> you'd only watch the second half. So <laughs> sure
2: it's the second yeah, half Yeah, it's the second <gasps> half.
0: So um, yeah. So, but yeah, there wasn't many turners, you know, back in the day. But that was one of them. It started abruptly.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's the first time I watched it was a turner, and I remember it annoyed me enough that I didn't watch it again because why would I do that? It's like it's like a TDK. It's like even cassette tapes to auto turn. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to try and find out where we can find Casino and I'll I'll, I'll make a bid to try and watch it in the interim. But yeah, 2.5. Small screen score.
0: Well, I I think actually this is where it is looked upon favourably for me. I I can't imagine that um, it was particularly much better if you watched it in the cinema. So I'm going to give it a four. (laughs) You said that very high. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it four. I think if it is going to be good, it's going to be good on the small screen, so I'm going to give it a four. Uh, ben, uh, yeah, I'm a bit, a little bit higher, four point five. I can't imagine that it, it, um, it would give you much more in the cinema. So, Helen,
1: I'm going a five. I don't think there's anything that um,
2: would. <laughs> it's good about it. <laughs> uh,
1: no, and then it's, it's kind of weird because it's got like that weird kind of typewriter, factual documentary. And then it's got completely none of that as in we're kind of seeing it in this cinematic world. So it's very kind of like strange but also slightly made for TV kind of feel. So it does have that feel.
2: So what was your score? Five. Yeah, I'm going it for five as well. Um, no reason to see us in the cinema in any way shape or form. Um, <laughs> engagement <laughs> score, Sam. Mm, yes. This is, I, I did
0: pick my phone up a, a couple of times that can't be good. I'm just gonna say, three
2: (laughs) point (laughs) three. Sounds like you're trying to, you want to make it higher, but it's just not. I just couldn't bring myself to make it any higher than that. I'm afraid.
0: Ben, Uh, actually, the thing that 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 takes me out of the film more than anything else, and I I think I enjoyed Epps' performance. I really enjoyed Pacino's performance. I, I didn't look at my phone once during it. The thing that takes me out is the score, which is mixed so highly and signposts exactly how you're meant to feel for every scene, <laughs> that every time the score came in, it, it, it made me realise I was watching a you know, I'm, here I am watching a film, and it, and it took me out of the film. And I've every, from the first time I saw it, and I've moaned to Vanessa about it, when I, when my wife when not watch it, the score takes me out of it. So um, it's a four. I wish the score was mixed lower, and I wish the score was better. I'd rather watch the score, actually. Oh, School's a good film. Yeah. That is a good film. Helen.
1: Um, my engagement was very low on this one. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of knew, because I'd seen it before, I was like, I kind of know the ending, and I'd always undercover. And it's quite a long film, and there aren't that many kind of like really big milestones in it, apart from maybe kind of the boat and the whole florida thing and like the soaring up the bodies and that there's not i i guess that sometimes trailing some mafia people is not as exciting as some of the other ones um so uh I, i'll give it a three even though i was on my phone for most of it <laughs> <laughs> but reading about uh. it
2: and I know this is one I'm going to give it 2.5 and this is one where well with most based on true story films where I'm like I'm aching to like find out the, the details afterwards and whilst watching it, I was like is this true is this not and I, I never managed to pick up my phone but then as soon as the film finished I completely forgot to check so yeah. I will be <laughs> who cares yeah that's, that's yeah that's that kind of um is damning of of it um but one thing I realised was there's a couple of times where I had to rewind it because I missed something. Is either didn't I didn't think it was shot that well or that subtle? And one of them being when uh, Bruno Kirby's character got got killed because it happened so slightly, but it, within like five it was like five seconds he was walking away and he got shot and then you don't see him again. But then I, the conversation with Al Pacino and Johnny Depp was like, "Oh, you've killed this guy," and I and I missed it. So I don't think. I don't think it set things up. I don't think it set scenes up that well. No, and of
0: course we we were chatting before we came on about uh, just leading up to that when, for no apparent reason, Johnny Depp's character is led out of the car at gunpoint by that man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so he leaves. That man. No, No one knows his name. So that guy gets back in the car, puts a gun in the back of his neck, and of course they've set this up by telling him to stay in the car in the first place. Mm. and then he leads him out at gunpoint leads him down to the the scene of the crime and then says oh yeah by the way we just need you to help us cut through this guy's boot and cut his leg off yeah they're setting (laughs) it up so on the first view there's some suspense to it yeah the second time you watch it that is ridiculous it doesn't make any sense whatsoever And I think we must also mention the comedy sound effect when uh, Sunny Black punches Nicky in the face <laughs> oh, yeah. in the bar. Did you, know, did you notice that sound no. effect? Oh, there's that classic kind of stock sound yeah. where you hit someone and he just kind of punches it's, him. This is a small punch and it goes, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I, and, I, and actually, the, 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 those things and some of the... The direction as well, I thought, was particularly dated. Um, just like some of the like outside of the car shots where they were. Oh, had a camera on the left hand side. Yeah. Before and and then, right. I just, yeah. you know, just felt particularly dated. And yeah, but. Yeah.
2: You know. That never served any purpose because it was always just in a straight line as yeah, well. Yeah, they were just driving just just across the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but, trying to emulate Scorsese. Yeah, I like think that's exactly what it is. Long was. shots. Yeah. That's yeah. Fail. Um, okay. So that gives us an overall score of 3.55313. That's actually That's pretty good, I think. Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So going to Twitter, guys, as we do every time we record, we put a shout out on Twitter. Um, so do follow us. We are at FlixWatcherPod and say things very similar to this. Uh, we're reviewing Donny Brosco with Ben Townsend77 and Sam from University RACP. Uh, Sam, I don't know if you're on Twitter. Um, have you seen it? Tells your thoughts and a score out five stars for an on air shout out. Uh, we have two responses. Sam, do you want to lead us with the first one? Not up with the great mob films, but an okay movie that should really have leaned more into the
0: forgotten family at home plot more. <laughs> yeah, uh, fantastic. That's what he said, isn't it? That's exactly what it said. I could have read it better, but it did say that. I
2: mean, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine no, <I> mean, that's <laughs> No, said so that's what we were saying. Not, oh, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, we said. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: just to confirm, you can read Kai. <laughs> I can read, yes. Yeah, I can. He,
1: he gives it three out of five, which is roughly what we said, and then says, forget about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben. Okay, we got one from uh, Big Dave, yes. Brasco is a cracker of a movie. Classic Pacino performance, 4.5 out of 5. Looking forward to listening to
2: your thoughts on this film. <laughs> 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 yeah. Cheers, guys. Well, thanks. Thanks for giving us your thoughts, guys. Tell people where can find University Speaking, and say say goodbye to the listeners. Okay, so we are Ben and Sam
0: Townsend from the University Speaking podcast. Um, our, our show is hosted at bentownsendmusic.net. Uh, email at bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. Sam, you are. I'm at Stack Townsend on Twitter, and on tw- uh, you're something, aren't you? University <laughs> Odd Sam, is that ready? That's me. Yeah. Lovely. And I am at universallyrhcp on Twitter. So, um, yeah, send them over. If you like the red hot chili peppers, we are your
2: guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us.
0: Thanks
1: so much for coming on.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you.
1: Bye. 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 Audio, tell them what has sent you.
0: You just heard a stripped media production.